This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. We're talking about the Gadsden flag kid, Jaden Rodriguez. Well, he's got a war party with him going after this uh, school district kind of violating his First Amendment rights. They've hired James Kerwin of Mountain State's Legal Foundation. He's senior counsel over there. and He's joining us today. You have this great line in the press release you guys put out about this case that you are now filing lawsuits over the First Amendment violations against the school district. And you say that you're concerned about the increasing tendency of public schools to silence points of view that do not fit with the, quote, progressive political orthodoxy. Now, you are a First Amendment expert. And when I look at the state of Colorado, I kind of half-heartedly joke and say, gosh, we've been this kind of We've been great for Alliance Defending Freedom. I mean, uh, Jack Phillips, Lori Smith, 303 Creative, and now you have these preschools that have had to sue the Polis administration in order to be able to be a part of his kind of universal pre-K program without violating their First Amendment rights. It seems like we have a First Amendment rights problem in this state. What, what is going on here, Jim Kerwin? Well, I yes, this is definitely of major concern to me. Um, I'll just want, I'll focus just on the public school aspect of this. Um, the Supreme Court recently, in, in one of its really important First Amendment um, rulings, took the opportunity to emphasize how important public schools, in particular, are for the future of free speech rights in America. Hmm. So every government agency needs to, you know, at the very least, abide by the bare minimum requirements of the First Amendment. And, you know, that means allowing people to express themselves with some very limited exceptions, right? Uh, Public schools really ought to be doing even more, right? They shouldn't get anywhere close to the line. And here's why. Public schools are the training grounds for democracy. So students of today will be the voters and the citizens of tomorrow. They'll also be the college students of tomorrow, right? And we see a lot of cancel culture impulses in colleges these days. A lot of that runs back to uh, the fact that these kids, when they were coming up in their elementary schools, weren't educated properly on how important free speech is. Um, I, I would just put it this way. There's, there's this famous quote, which I will mangle. But it's something like, um, I don't agree with what you have to say. I strongly disagree with it, but I vigorously defend your right to say what you have to say. Um, that, you know, that's a, that's a very famous kind of sentiment. That's a message that needs to be um, transmitted from schools to students early and often. Um, and so what that means is that, you know, schools not only should be um, – not violating people's First Amendment rights, they should really bend over backwards to host speech that might make people feel uncomfortable or, or might express disagreeable sentiments because people need to learn that, you know, the way that you deal with that is you, if you disagree, you try to reason back. You don't shut people up to disagree with you. Um, and even more importantly, perhaps you'll learn something by listening to people with whom you disagree <laughs> and by listening to people who at the beginning might make you feel uncomfortable. Talking with Jim Kerwin, senior counsel at Mountain State's Legal Foundation. All right, I'm going to take the other side. I'm going to press you on this. Okay, New York Times even wrote an article kind of agreeing with you. Editorial this came out about a year ago. America has a free speech problem. But, Jim, why would we allow such hateful speech 
to be shared. This harms people. It is oppressive in its nature. It comes from colonizers. It comes from people that want to harm others. And we have a duty to stand up for the oppressed and push back against this language that could harm other people. What, what's your response to that line of argument? Yeah, I think there's a, a lot of things wrong with that. Number one is just as a matter <laughs> of historical fact, as we've mentioned, you know, th- this isn't a um, racist expression. Um, so even the governor of Colorado, uh, you know, tweeted out, you know, obvious, I think he used the word obviously, obviously, right, he did. Yeah. A, it's a proud symbol of, a, you know, resistance to governmental oppression. Uh, this is a teachable moment about history, like kids should know about this. So the idea that um, th- that's the first step of the, of the flawed chain of reasoning by the school and the school district is that kind of thing. Like there are, you can make some kind of argument that in my very paranoid world, um, you know, this flag has taken on a new sinister meaning in contemporary discourse or, you know, the, the person who originally invented the flag, uh, in fact, whole, had slaves, which was illegal at the time and abhorrent. But, you know, it, it, that is the way that it was back a couple of hundred years ago. Um, and that somehow taints this uh, historical symbol that has a clear meaning of, you know, positive meaning about individual rights and resistance to governmental overreach. And it just turns it into something dark and sinister. I, they, schools really should not be even thinking along those lines in this kind of paranoid way. But even if they do, it, you know, if a school decides and school administrators that they think that this really is the meaning of this flag, what they do is they talk about it. They say, uh, you know, Jaden is entitled to his point of view. He's entitled to express himself through this patch. Uh, we disagree with what he has to say. Here's why we disagree. Um, and let's also let Jaden, you know, respond. And maybe he has something to tell us that will change our minds or maybe we'll change his mind. All of that is how free speech works. Uh, it doesn't work by saying uh, what you've said is so harmful, we must stop you from speaking in the first place. Nobody learns anything in a, in a world like that. Um, and so that's that's my response. Jim Kerwin's senior counsel at Mountain States Legal Foundation. And I want to go back to something that you said that I thought was very insightful, that today's K through 12 kids become tomorrow's college kids. Uh, I go back to Kristen Wagner's speech at Yale a few years ago where she was literally chased off a campus. Riley Gaines. These are all people we've had at the Western Conservative Summit over the years, by the way. Um, Riley Gaines literally having to huddle in a classroom as violent protesters sought to shut her down. Fire, uh, which is another great free speech organization, kind of listing the college campuses and Harvard coming in dead last when it comes to free speech. I mean, these are the elite universities. This is where our Supreme Court justices, for the most part, come from. Our future presidents, members of Congress, senators. And they're all parts of these institutions that are like crazy in their efforts to shut down free speech. Uh, Just from your perspective, what do you think happened in higher education to get to this place where Harvard is ranked dead last for free speech? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm no expert on intellectual history. There's certainly, you know, the the broad sweep of postmodernism making its way through universities and that sort of morphed in certain instances into critical race theory and things like that. Um, again, I'm not an expert in this area, but the, the, these are very fashionable um, 
academic ideologies that have really just taken hold. Um, that's, that appears to be what has happened. <laughs> you know, it's just that there have, once the ball kind of got rolling and part of the project of these ideologies in, in higher education is, uh, is to shut down the speech of professors, right? right. So like middle um, centrist professors, conservative professors, anybody with a different point of view, they were kind of the first right. to start being right. uh, silenced. <laughs> and many of them are still like losing their jobs. Uh, you know, you mentioned fire, which is an amazing organization. They, um, they are continually dealing with cases where, you know, college professors are, are being purged. So if you have a situation like that, where the universities were already highly tilted, you know, five to one in terms of one ideological um, makeup over another, and then there's a, you know, a decades long uh, process of eliminating more and more of the people who disagree with you, and now you're 20 to one, or in some disciplines, you know, the the liberals, so-called liberals, outnumber the conservatives, or the ratio is like an infinite number to to zero because there are no uh, conservative or centrist professors at all. Um, anyway, so if that's the environment that people are going to, it, it, it builds on itself. Things continue to move in one direction. I mean, that's really an important place where um, a stopping point in these in these processes would be at the university level. But I, I think also at the K through 12 level, which going back to Jaden's case is a, a lot of what this case is about. Um, you know, the, the the school and the school district should be demonstrating to the other kids at the Vanguard School uh, what I've already talked about, that, you know, th this this ethic that even if I feel – I don't think anybody should feel offended by the Gadsden flag, but even if I did, uh, the right response is to talk about it, hmm. not to, like, shut them up. Now, drag them before tribunals and administrators and school boards and all that stuff to try to intimidate him. Jim Kerwin, senior attorney at Mountain State's Legal Foundation. We're talking the Jaden Rodriguez v. Harrison School District 2 case. If you remember the Gadsden flag kid, he's going after these school districts, and he's got a, a lot of good, powerful help to support him. Uh, when we come back, I kind of want to get into... You know, what kind of person is Jaden a little bit? I mean, this type of young kid, I mean, my goodness, the courage you have to have to not only go up against your teacher. I was totally intimidated by my teachers, but to go up against your teachers, to go up against the administration, to go up against the school district. He has got to have a lot of strength and courage. I love to hear a little bit when we come back from this message about uh, the type of person Jaden is, the type of person his mom is, and then how people can be involved in this case. We've all watched it. For instance, we've gone to support Jack Phillips, gone down to his bakery. We held a prayer rally for Lori Smith and Jack. Uh, it's important that we rally around those that are willing to stand against such forces like Jaden Rodriguez is the Gadsden flag kid. Friends, you're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour. It's sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Guys, be a part of what we're doing at CCU. Go to centennial.ccu.edu. We're the great fighters for faith, family, and freedom in this state. When we come back, we'll continue this conversation about Jaden Rodriguez. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour.